Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, let's get this party started. Drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. We were just talking before we came on the air about how, what day it actually feels like because yeah. no one seems to think it feels like a Friday. Well, to me, it feels like a Friday because it's a late start, which always feels like Friday to me, mm. but it definitely... I, I saw someone tweeting about that weird week between Christmas and New Year's and like whatever residual days come after it until you get like an actual weekend and you can like actually reset. It's just like a weird jumble of like 10 days for us. It really is. And and this has been a long time off. And I don't remember ever having this much time off during the holidays. And it's because most of them are falling on a Wednesday or a Tuesday. So then they're like, oh, F it. We'll just give you the rest of the week off. I think you have that feeling. I don't have that feeling. Really? Well, you went to India, you've been traveling a lot. That's true. It feels like I have you've had, had a lot a, of time off. I have had a lot of time off. Yeah. And then we were gone for a little while for Christmas, then we came back for one day, and then we took another few days right. off for, for New Year's, and, and then, then now a couple months. Yeah, yeah, so having this two days in a row, whew, it is exhausting. I actually think the two days is be- is is a better intro back into work. Oh no, definitely. It's kind definitely. of like an easing back in, like, hey, just come in for a couple days. Just take do, a break. Just oh, two hours. And we're gonna throw five days at you. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. So. Well, I uh, I know that you had a busy night last night. I did. Uh, last night was Shar's uh, birthday party. There was oh, like twelve no of way. us there. Yeah, there was like for a, the invite. It was a little group of a little group of like her close friends that all came. Uh, and so she, first of all, she had on like this super sparkly, like little super short little jumpsuit. And like, Ooh. it was really cute. Um, I was like, all right, Char, I see She you. does have great outfit game. I yeah. Was, and I'm not a big fashion person, but I always notice her outfits, which yeah. means that she's doing a good job if I notice. Yeah, yeah, of course. So no, she killed it. So uh, Char obviously guest hosts for us here a lot on the show. Um, and so it was great to see her. I though, before, I, I forgot to mention, before I went to the dinner, I had a filling, so half oh, of my face no. was numb. Oh. I, that, that was actually... Now the, I'm I really the sad I missed exactly. it. So I, I had a filling at 4.30. I got out at about 5.30. Mind you, I was tense and like wincing the entire time, but it actually didn't end up being painful. Like The dentist was really, really fantastic. Um, and they're like, okay, you, you should be numb for another two hours. And if you've ever had that numbing, uh, your whole face feels like it's huge. Yeah. Like, like uh, in Hitch. You when feel like you got smacked in the face. Exactly. And, and so that your lip is... My yeah. whole face feels swollen, but I look at it and it looks normal but it's like all the way up to the side of my eye all the way down like below my jaw and I'm like okay was it visibly numb like you half of your lip was drooping at first it wasn't and then like an hour after I left I was like oh my god I have like the stroke it it looks like you kind of had a stroke kind of thing yeah and I was like oh my god this is this is not good and so I was trying to decide if I was going to go to the birthday dinner or if I was just going to go home and call it a night Uh, and so I ended up meeting up with Travel because he lives close enough and so I went to his house and kind of chilled for an hour. Then we went to the dinner and like the whole time I'm like, this is going to get better. Right. (laughs) And like, and my eye was watering. Like I have my right eye has been exceedingly watery for like the last few months. Oh, I'm so sorry. But the whole time it was like watering, but I couldn't feel when the tear would go down my face. So everyone so, thought you were this emotional stroke. Well, victim. no, the whole night I'm just like touching my eye just to make sure. And like there's always water on the finger, always water. So then I'm like, hope they told me it was going to be two hours. I was like, okay. It's 5.30, I'm getting out of the dentist. 7.30, the dinner starts. People aren't going to be on time anyway. 7.30, I'll be 
back at it. Uh-huh. You'll be ready. You chew inside. It'll be ready and exactly. ready to go. I'm the type of person who I always say I have the 11 o'clock news syndrome. So I think that if I do something, I'm going to be the one that totally screws it up and I'll end up on the 11 o'clock news. Like, <laughs> idiot okay. radio host loses his whole face after numbing cream. Like, that kind of thing. Yeah. Or it's like you eat some shellfish that has what, some weird reaction to Novocaine exactly. and then your whole mouth exactly. falls off. And they were like, oh, would you like sparkling wine? I was like, no, I've got... No one told me I can't have uh, alcohol. I would love to see you cheersing with like half of the wine dribbling, dribbling out of your mouth. Face. Oh, that'd be great. So I get there and I, I, I'm i like, okay, it's 7.30. I still can't feel face. half of this side of the face. <laughs> so I'm like, oh my God. I told Travel, I was like, I'm the type of person that at two hours and three minutes, I'm going to start having a panic attack. Yeah. But were you saying, I'm the type of guy that's two I was, hours and no, three minutes? I could I generally can. talk, but like the top of my, the <laughs> the top right side of my lip was just not here for it. <laughs> it was just like, nope, not moving. Oh. So I then, I'm, I'm sitting there at dinner and dinner comes and all this kind of stuff and just... It's about three hours, actually. My face like is almost completely back, and I'm like... Time for I, dessert. Exactly. And I was like, I was able to eat, but the whole time, I'm like wiping my eye, and I'm sitting next to <laughs> one of the stars of Pose. On your right side? On, on my your right numb side? side? On my numb side. <laughs> so I'm like, feel like I'm looking like a weirdo, right? They thought you were posing. Right, exactly. And I'm like, I, I promise I normally am not like this. I just had a, a filling. And like, Char sitting like, across from me. He gave me the me. filling excuse. Exactly. Travel sitting across from me making fun of me the whole time. Oh, Because he's great. like, oh, you got something on your eye. You got, <laughs> you oh. got something on your eye. Exactly. I'm sorry, you have another something Travel on your face. Travel keeps saying, I, let me punch you in the face. I was like, that's not how that <laughs> in works. In the other side. <laughs> exactly. I get what he means. It, that makes sense. It was completely ridiculous but you know I had a feeling and my teeth are better so oh, well, to be a bad. fly on the wall last night oh, I really man. wish that I could have been there it but was we, we have, we're glad that you are here with us we have an exciting show lined up I may have started a new year's resolution that I didn't even consider doing in the first place we which also, is inherently not a resolution if that's uh, the case uh, we'll talk about it when we get back let's just drop the subject drop the subject the new channel Q right, lots to cover on today's show we have a jam packed show even though it's half the time we have to pack in yeah. just as much stuff want to say we're going to get to this situation that's happening in Iran, yes. which developing uh, that's going to be in the next break because um, there's some pretty significant things happening that are going to have some long-term implications for the United States. So well, yeah. We'll when you see uh, hashtag World War Three trending on Twitter, it's exactly. definitely uh, yeah, there's a lot going on, so, so we'll definitely be breaking that down. Um, there's also uh, the Coachella lineup. A lot of people ha- are, are talking about it, and it. Uh, Emmy actually pitched a wonderful game for the show, which we'll get to a little later. Which is, uh, is it a, a, a Coachella headliner or the name of a drag queen? Because, because none you of know us. We don't know. No, we definitely don't. I think I know probably the least amount of names ever before. Like, I think I know the top three. I haven't even looked at the it. lineup, so I don't even know who they uh, are yet. Um, I woke up this morning, got ready. Of course, I got up later than I was supposed to. And then I promptly started doing some work for the show, realized, oh, no, I'm running late, as usual. None of this is a shock. And then I left for work, and I realized to myself that, you know, we've talked about doing dry January. We've talked about veganuary. We've even, even talked about Harry, where you don't shave for the month. I think that's something you made up. That's It is not something I made up. The internet made it up. As much as I'd like to take credit, I realized that I am on day three of sort of, I don't know if you'd call it a New Year's resolution or just a January thing that I'm getting rid of. Uh, I guess sort of a January Lent, if you will. I realized I have not yet in the year 2020 put on any makeup. 
Oh. And I'm realizing that maybe I should do a no makeup January. Uh, okay. I put this question on Twitter. <laughs> I don't know what I'm sort of this. <laughs> and I said, just realized that I'm inadvertently on day three of, a, of no makeup January. Should I continue? I gave two options. One was yes, and one was yes. <laughs> so far. Uh, I have, um, I mean, this is, I still got a day left, but overwhelmingly it's yes. So I'm wondering if I should do this or not, because I do have a birthday this month that always makes me not want to cut anything out, you know, like sugar or alcohol or anything like that. Cause I'm mm-hmm. like, then I'm gonna have a crappy birthday. Mm-hmm. If I'm willing to go through my entire birthday weekend without any makeup, should I go all in on No Makeup January, and can I find a better name than No Makeup January? Um, we'll call it No Makeup January. Um, was, uh, uh, yeah, barefaced I don't I mean, Womanuary. I mean, you can call it an Alicia Keys January. You know, she's been doing that for a while, the No Makeup thing. Yeah, but you can't even tell. Yeah, you definitely can. You can? I mean, mind you, Alicia Keys is gorgeous, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it's definitely a distinctly different look. <laughs> No shade. Saying that with love. Alicia Keys is a stunning woman. She looks different. See, I th- then I think that you're of the mindset of, yeah, rather well, hey, than, yes, do it. So listen, I, I've i seen so many, like, I remember working at the talk and they did the no makeup thing and it was like a moment. I remember, I just saw a bombshell. I just saw, watched that last Gretchen night too. Carlson she did, did a no, no makeup, makeup show. And, like, and everyone's like, went ah! to see it in mid-50s and it was like, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, that's really offensive. Yeah. Um, I feel like no one should have to wear makeup. I feel like if you want to wear makeup, go for it. I try to wear even as little as possible. If I'm on TV, I'm like, can mm. we just like just do a little bit? Do yeah. It's, it's it's exhausting, and like you have to walk around and not touch things, and da-da. it's just, it's a lot. Well, so. and if you recall, my micro resolution was to wash my damn face, mm. and I think that if I don't wear makeup in the month of January, it will inspire me to be better about my face care routine. Your skin care. Because I'll be like, all right, I got to do some kind of a mask or a serum or a glow something in order to get my skin a little healthier so that I don't look like a complete train wreck at work every day. <laughs> okay, you said that. No one else has said that, but okay. No, so, yeah, I, I say go for it. All Have right, fun with it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to at least get me. through the... I'm going to see how long I can. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. All right, before we take a break uh, and get into this stuff that's going on in Iran, I did want to share something that I put together yesterday, and uh, we haven't done this in a little while. This is the gayest sports highlights of the week. You know, it's the end of the regular season. The 49ers are going to the playoffs. I'm very excited about it. Uh, I'm also very stressed because my family wants me to attend the games, which is very expensive and very stressful and involves a lot of travel. But regardless, it was a really fun end of the season, so I decided to put together a little gayest sports highlights of the year. I will say, I'm I'm in my second or third year of NFL boycott, but I am excited to hear that the 49ers are doing well. That's my home team. Yeah. So uh, good for them. Yeah, good for them. I'm excited. Uh, so we will be back in a little bit. But for now, here is the gayest sports highlights of 2019. Here are the gayest sports highlights from the week. Wide open tight end on the outside. Chubb. Chubb to the 40. OBJ one-handed. Fitzpatrick is going to go all the way. Mahomes will take the deep shot. Oh, he's done it again. Oh, Henry. Play with passion and swagger and let's ball out all day. Ball out on three, one, two, three. Ball, ball out. out. He's off to the races. Cuts inside. You can kiss 
him. Yeah, Jay, not a lot of size, but we're more about speed and quickness. Unbelievable! This place is exploding! These have been the gayest sports highlights from this week. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. All right, drop the subject with Allie and Jarrett. We're hanging with you today. Thanks for hanging with us. And a lot of emotions going around, at least from what I saw before I went to bed last night. Uh, you know, like I said earlier in the show, hashtag World War Three was trending. And, I mean, all I had heard was that the president had basically gotten this big general assassinated in Iran, and Iran was not happy about it and has now vowed harsh retaliation. But I thought that there were some mixed reviews on this guy and whether he was, like, some people supported him, some people thought he was a hero, other people thought that it was a good thing that he's gone. What's What do we know now, and what does all of this mean? So there's no... <clears throat> There's no question that the man who was killed is a bad guy. Okay. He's not a good guy at all. The problem is we have been like tracking and knowing this person for more than a decade. So George Bush made the decision that the fallout of killing him would be worse than than just letting him be there. I see. Barack Obama made the same decision. Donald Trump <laughs> Donald Trump when he was a private citizen was mocking with Barack Obama. He was saying that he was an idiot and that he was going to get us into a war with with Iran. They played a clip of him earlier today that I wish I had, but um, he's talking about how ridiculous Barack Obama is and how he's going to get us into a war with Iran and it's because he's weak and he doesn't think he can win the election in 2012 and that he's only going to get us into a war because wartime presidents tend to win re-election. Oh my God. Didn't age well. No. Um, because if you just take the text, it's exactly applying what to Donald doing. Trump. What he's doing. So the the doing of this is problematic because of the cost of it. Right. It's no. It's not like oh well, he's a good guy. I mean, you know, people. Some people in Iran support him, obviously. Um, but that's what I was reading. Right. I think was that there are a lot of people in Iran who viewed him as a hero. Right. And so he he's you know. Uh, He's, I, I tiptoe around terrorists. I'm, I'm not sure if that's the best language or not, but like he's definitely been a a brutal, you know, leader there. And the problem is that many people feel like this is a declaration of war, mm. essentially. I have been saying for a long time that I believe that Donald Trump is going to get into a war this year because of the election. Wartime presidents that are up for re-election tend to get re-elected, um, and I feel like. He has been wanting to put his name on a war since he became president. He has been wanting, he's been provoking Iran for years. Right. He backed us out of the Iran deal. He's, you know, been trying to like stoke something with them for a long time. Um, when the deal that we were in with them, they were adherent to. They were sticking with the rules and, you know, they had the, the sanctions that we had there. And so it's frustrating to continue to watch this happen because the cost is going to come in American lives when we send people, when we're sending troops over there. It's going to cost in, in a human cost in ways that we cannot even foresee. And also it puts the entire region and the entire globe at a higher risk than it ever needed to be because We've had the opportunity to do this for years and years before, but we've not done it because of what it would cost us to do it. And so he's yeah. also making these moves, moves unilaterally without other countries supporting him. He's not even alerted Congress. When when a president does something like this, you're supposed to alert Congress like, hey, we're about to do X, Y, Z, because Congress is a co-equal branch of government. He alerted Republicans 
and said, hey, this is going to happen. This is not a political matter. So the fact that the Democrats found out about this, Chuck Schumer, I believe, was the one who said, I found out about this in the newspaper. I found so out about then, this in a push then, alert. So how is he able to do that? That's what I don't understand. He's just, he just, what, talked to the attorney general and said, get this done? Well, no, not the attorney general, but with the his, his you know, chiefs of staff and all that kind of or stuff. Or the, yeah, the, whatever. The military the, Yeah, the, the military, yes, the military um, general. And, you know, can, able, can be able to call for this. This kind of goes back to 9-11 um, time when uh, George Bush uh, was president, and uh, we kind of expanded the powers that the president had to be able to make quick calls to be able to do something. But that power has gotten a little hairy in the ways that presidents have been able to use it in ways that Congress is starting to feel like these are more declarations of war or these are war acts as opposed to you're taking a quick strike to be able to do something important. Right. Like, um, I just didn't think that you'd be able to just order an execution. Yeah. Be like, well, all right, execute. Like, well, that seems very dictatory to it's, me. It is definitely controversial and something that people have been debating for many years that even predate Donald Trump. Right. Um, and even Barack Obama, honestly, on how much power the president has to be able to do these. Um, it's called, a, I believe, an AUMF, and um, a, an authority, and uh, I don't want to make... Acronyms are hard. Use of military force uh-huh. is what the UMF part is. Um, but it's a, it's, a, it's a thing that's controversial, and whether or not he can continue to do this, is, it's authoriz- authorization of use of military force. Um, it's, it's controversial, and it's going to get us into deep doo-doo. Well, and to the point that you make about how, yes, it's going to cost innocent lives in the form of, uh, like, of course, I, I think about my nephew who's going into the Marines next year, mm-hmm. and, you know, how his mom was very... She's not happy about it. Yeah. Like he's very, very excited about it. He's been passionate about it since he was pretty young, honestly. And you know, if that's what he wants to do, that's what he wants to do. But when somebody like that makes that decision, I have to think about the president that we have. Absolutely. And like, yeah, we're not in a war now, but we very well freaking could be in the next year or two or very, now. Very similarly, I had a close family member who was considering going into the military uh, in 2016, and I told him that he should wait and see how this election went because right. you don't know what Donald Trump is going to do. At least Hillary Clinton is measured whether you like her or not. You can kind of figure out what she's doing. But Donald Trump is a wild card and no one ever knows what he's doing. Well, and I think fighting for your country and fighting for your president are two different things. And Donald Trump sees the military as being his. Right. He sees America as He's like, this is for me. You're going to war for me. Exactly. And we see that with the military aid in Ukraine, that money was his money to give to Ukraine, not America's money. He sees an attack on on him as an attack on America. And it's ridiculous. Yeah. And this isn't protecting America because they could easily take this out on all of yeah. us here in the United States. They could or or our allies around the world and he cares as little about the allies as anyone else. <sighs> We've got to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to make a hard turn. Uh. We're going to turn you to, uh, there's a big award show coming up this weekend. Uh, Emmy's going to join us to help us with Emmy nomming through a very interesting thing that's coming to the Golden Globes. That's up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Alright, there is a big award show this weekend. On Sunday, it is the Golden Globe you're either going to be watching live or, you know, most people probably get the highlights on Monday. But still, <laughs> Golden Globes is one of the more exciting ones. It's one of the ones where everyone gets to drink and eat, so they're a little more rowdy. And uh, I forget who's hosting. Who's hosting? Uh, Ricky Gervais. Oh, R- oh, Ricky Which, Gervais. I will tell you. Surprise me. I thought that he did it many, many times and he offended people every single time. And then every time he did it, they were like, we're not going to hire him back. And then they did again. He hosted it for two or three years, maybe eight-ish years ago. Uh, Two or three years consecutively. And always pissed people off. And if if I'm not mistaken, I'm pretty sure they had banned him. 
I thought so too. Because <clears throat> I, I, I got go, a huge I, reaction last time. Yeah, I have to go check the, the the facts on that, but I'm almost positive that happened. So let's let, just go back to Sandra O. Oh. Well, you guys will right. You guys jump into that. I'll make. Sure, I'm gonna look into that. Okay. okay. Yeah. Uh, so we want to cover this a couple of ways. Number one, we uh, you know when the Emmy nominations happened, we decided well we have a producer named Emmy and we have Emmy nominations. So why don't we have Emmy nom on something while discussing the Emmy noms? So it's Emmy noms while Emmy noms. Then we decided, well, hey, there are other award shows out there, so this is Emmy noms while Golden Globes noms, which doesn't make a lot of sense, but we're going to do it anyway. With the twist of sass, I have gum instead of food, <laughs> so I'm like smacking my gum. All right, and then also, before we get out of here, uh, we have to go over the menu this year, because it is a menu that is different than any others in the sense that it is 100% vegan, which for the first time makes me not want to attend the Golden Globes. We'll get into that, but first... First, Emmy noms. Well, Emmy noms. Emmy, what are the noms? So, for best motion, motion picture drama, there's The Irishman, which I don't know if any of you guys saw. But I will tell you, every person I've heard that's seen it has said, oh my God, why was it this long? It was this a marathon. Ridiculous. It yeah. was a marathon. Have you seen it, Emmy? Yeah, I watched the whole thing. I'm Granted, I'm so sorry. in two different uh, sittings, but... <laughs> Because I couldn't. I couldn't. But I picked it back up because I'm like, okay, the hype is real for this movie and, you know, very respectable actors. And uh, and I was not impressed. I've heard that <laughs> maybe 10 or 15% of the people I've talked to have said it was good. But everyone's just been like, this was so indulgent. Like, how, why do this long of a movie about nothing? Well, my stepdad saw it yeah. and he said that it was just a geriatric version of Goodfellas. Which, I mean, if that's not selling it, <laughs> I don't know what it's, it is. See, I've not met one person that saw it and was excited to have spent three hours watching it. Let's exactly. Put it that way. Exactly, yeah. All right, what else? There's The Joker, uh, Marriage Story, Two Popes, 1917 for drama. I've legit not seen one of those. The okay. Joker was great, though. I saw I The Joker. The first hour I thought was slow. The second hour was great. But I understand it's a great prequel story. Um, the, what were the, so two popes I'm confused about because there's another, there's like another pope one. There's, there's like two movies slash shows with two white guy popes and I'm very confused as to which one is which. Wait, are there two popes? I am not the one. To no, <laughs> there's like, there's another called one the called the new pope. There's like oh. there's oh, separate you know pope I things. Think one is a TV show and I think one is a film. All right. God, I think, think it was a little bit of a mistake to come out with the two pope shows and and movies side by side. I think the pope so. is so hot right now. <laughs> he's <laughs> he's trending he's on out Twitter. Here bitch. You know why? They're like, let's Whoop. just come out with more pope stuff so he doesn't slap us. All right. And then 1917, which I've never heard of. Me neither. <laughs> Musical or comedy, there's uh, Dolmite Is My Name, Jojo Rabbit, Knives Out, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Rocket Man. Rocket Man's under comedy? Holy yeah. Crap. Or it's musical or comedy. <laughs> it's comedy. It's oh, like they I combined see, I see, it. I, see. So. I think I came in here and said this. I went and, I don't know if I was at a screening or if I went and watched it, how I saw it, but like I went and saw the movie in a theater. And I remember coming out of that theater and thinking, this was way too fantastical even for Elton John. Yeah, I remember when you saw that and you were like, Ugh. like, like you didn't love it. Yeah, I, I, I was like, this is too over the top for yeah. one of the most over the top people of his time. Yeah. Like it was just, it was ridiculous. You know what I'm excited Beautiful about? Beautiful in a lot of ways, but like, I, st I think I still want to see it eventually, just to see it. But um, I also was really happy to hear that Knives Out 
is supposed to be really good. And usually when you see those kinds of movies, like I saw the trailer, there's so many celebrities in yeah. it. And it's one of those kind of murder mystery type vibes. And I was like, oh, this is uh, this is going to be awful. But I would really, really like to see it anyway. And to have people say how good it is is actually really exciting. I haven't seen it. I was talking with Travel about this yesterday because he has the screener. And I was like, oh, is this good? And he yeah. was like, it's actually pretty good. I enjoyed it. Oh, so, yeah. okay. All right. Uh, uh, the Travel Anderson sort of stamp of approval. Yes. Okay, and then finally, for the first time ever, this is the 77th annual award show. It's happening on Sunday, January 5th, 8 p.m., of course, is Eastern Time. And behind the scenes, they are making some changes. This will, for the first time ever, they will be serving an all-vegan menu. No, let me stop you. Because me, two months ago, or maybe me a month ago, would have been like, WTF. Yeah. However... I did just have this happen to me at an event where the whole menu was vegan and no one knew that ahead of time. And I was like, what is happening here? But it was so good. See, if I had been tricked, I would have enjoyed it. Golden beet soup, king oyster mushroom scallops that are not actual oysters, mushroom risotto, and roasted vegetable mix. Mushroom risotto is probably not a good risotto. The risotto is going to be bomb. Really? Yes. But finish. But finish. It's California With glass style. bottles and paper straws. Oh, no! <laughs> Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. Oh, it's yeah. time for a game show. Uh, but before we get started in the game, I have to tell you, I told you I was going to look up Ricky Gervais and how many times he'd hosted the Golden yes. Globes. Uh, 2010, 2011, 2012. 2016? Don't remember that. Um, and again, 2020. He's apparently the biggest host they've had in the last decade. He's done it four times. Wow. And now he's starting out 2020. Why would you do any host three years in a row? I'm if they're sorry. Really good, I wanted Amy Poehler and Tina Fey for a third year. Okay. I thought they were yeah, great. I yeah. guess. Okay, I stand corrected. Um, but now, <clears throat> yesterday the Coachella lineup was announced, and uh, Ali and I have no idea who most of these people are. And Emmy texted us and said, I have an idea for a game. Wouldn't it be hilarious if I... Ch- if I saw how many of these artists you could recognize um, versus actual drag queens. Yeah. And so she's put together a game that we're calling... Coachella or Gaychella. There you go. Coachella or Gaychella. And um, Emmy, I've been trying not to look at the at the people who are listed, but then even if I did... It I wouldn't would matter. I was going to say, I don't know who they are And anyway. my short-term memory loss, it would be like looking at a new lineup every there you five go. minutes. BT Dubs, I'm Jarrett, your co-host. Oh, oh hi. I'm not sure hi. you know that. So. <laughs> uh, this is the first year that I couldn't even recognize one of the headliners. Really? <laughs> really? Yes. That's, you know Frank Ocean. I know Frank Ocean and I know Rage Against the Machine, but I don't know who the hell Travis, Travis Scott is. Oh, you're is. saying one of them you didn't know who he was. Gotcha. Yeah, okay. there was one headliner that I was like, I don't know who that is, but he's headlining. Travis Scott's a pretty big deal. Um... Cool, thanks Online. for making me feel better. Well, no, like, I mean, I wouldn't recognize his songs by name, but I know the music. Uh-huh. Um, but he's Kylie Jenner's baby daddy. Uh, that's, see, he's that's Stormy's why. father. Oh, okay. That's why. It goes into a special part of my brain that just gets immediately released. That makes re- sense. Erased. Um, okay, so, Emmy, what you got for us? Hold on, we gotta do it! Oh, get the music! All right, so we're gonna get into... Um, Coachella or Gaychella with Emmy, who has been doing the the hard work of figuring out uh, who exactly um, we should be able to recognize and 
who we should recognize and probably don't. So, uh, what you got for us? Well, but because like drag queens have become so popular and like part of pop culture, I chose a lot of them that like weren't super popular. Okay, that makes sense. And also, the bands are not super popular because also- they also could had to be like confused with drag queen well names, also you know? so. neither one of us is like drag race regulars the, neither one of these are my, my comfort zone yeah I was gonna say I probably yeah. know 10% of the queens that have been on drag race but that's alright let's go get started right, let's, let's do, do it. it first up Honey Dijon Honey Dijon oh that's definitely a drag queen that's, I'm gonna go drag queen yeah. as well both of you are incorrect. No! Are you serious? They play the 2017 Coachella. <laughs> oh my God. Already? Okay, so Allie and I are both down one point already. <laughs> that is a great first, Negative first one. one. All right, great. Great. Let's break even now. All right. Honey All right, Dijon. next is... Who names their band Honey Dijon? Don't you <laughs> a drag wanna, queen. A band say, of drag queens. Don't you just this wa- is a trick question. Don't you just want to like dip a chicken nugget in them? Like, yes. Come on. All right, go for it. Delta Work. Wow, Delta. Work. I know the answer to this one, so I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for you to answer. All right, and because Jarrett knows it, I'm gonna say drag queen. Okay, first of all, <laughs> I almost cursed at you. No methods here. <laughs> exactly. Um, I'm gonna say it's a band. No, it's a drag queen. It is a drag queen. True, true, true. All right, I'm strategic. All right, What's next, the next one? one. Sasha Valor. Sasha Valor. Sasha, I feel like Sasha is Coachella-y in my mind. I'm going to go, I'm going to go Cella and I'm going to go 2015. Oh, you're going to give him, give us a year. Yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I think this is a drag queen too. It's a drag queen. Ah, yes. Okay. She's the bald headed queen. Oh. Wait, did I say, did I say drag queen? Coachella. Oh, okay. Then I lost. (laughs) I can't even remember what I just answered two seconds ago. Steady Holiday. Steady Holiday? That doesn't seem punny enough to be a drag queen name. Steady Holiday. Yeah, I feel like that's a band. Me it too. is a band. Yeah. You guys are nice. Okay. Allie, you're up to zero. I'm at two. <laughs> there we go. Great. My mother would be so proud. All right. Peaches Christ. Ah. That sounds like a band. Sure. Oh, I don't like you. Don't you ever look at me like that again. <laughs> Peaches Christ. That could be a band or a drag queen. Peaches is so drag queeny. Yep. Peaches Christ, Peaches Christ. Um, uh, oh shoot, we're almost out of time too. Um, okay, I'm gonna say a band. I'm it gonna is. say drag queen because I know it's a drag it queen. It is a drag queen. San Francisco oh, drag queen. Come on. Okay, Allie, you're up to one. All we're right. tied at one. Well, Ready? do we need to take a break or we have time for one more? Let's do one more and then um, let's just stop when I'm winning. So go for one more. Black Madonna. Oh, I feel like that's a band. I feel like that's who's playing right now. It might be. It <laughs> might be. And ladies and gentlemen, Black Madonna. Is this a band? It's a band. It band. is. It's a DJ. Ah! <laughs> we're tied. Okay, we're going to have to do a tiebreaker when we come back. We'll take a quick break. More gay cella or Coachella. Plus, we're going to talk to a fitness instructor who's going to help us figure out how to not fail with our New Year's resolutions of getting in shape this year. That's coming up next. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is back. We were in the middle of a game. Um, but in just a moment, we're going to... Uh, chat with this expert on fitness about fitness and how we can keep our lives together yeah because, for 2020 exactly um but we've got to we've got to do this tiebreaker with emmy um before we get to the call so uh, emmy tell me give us one more bit here one more question on coachella versus gaychella before All we right. get to brandon Mills. this is it let's do it the name is calypso rose oh 
Calypso Rose. Now, is it a Coachella headliner or a drag queen? Calypso Rose. I think that I've heard the name Calypso being tossed around in my alternative rock history, which was brief, but great. I'm going to do Coachella. I think Calypso Rose is really good for either. Um, I'm going to say it's a drag queen. (gasps) The answer is... (gasps) It's a band. Yeah! Uh, this game is stupid! <laughs> I hate this game. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh-huh. We've got Brandon Mills. Let's do the game again. <laughs> We've got Brandon Mills joining us on the phone. He is um, a, a personal trainer and has started what's called the Mills Method. And uh, <laughs> we've got some hardcore music going for yeah, Brandon I like Mills. Um, Brandon Mills is joining us on the phone right now. Brandon, how's it going? It's good, guys. Happy New Year. How are you? Happy New Year. We're really happy to talk to you. We're doing pretty well. Thank you. So um, you're very, very welcome. Great, great. So now this is the time of year. I'm guessing personal trainers are probably the most busy. Am I right? I would say that um, not only are the personal trainers, but the gyms are just an absolute nightmare. But that's just what we do every January first. So. We're, we're used to it. Right. And so now I, I it's funny because I remember like watching New Year's Eve shows and like Planet Fitness was the pro, was the was the sponsor where yeah. every like gym is like marketing. They're like we're going to do our advertising December. now. So I want to know. Yeah, exactly. I want to know what are the tips that you tend to give your clients that are starting out at this time of year uh, about ways that they can actually stick with it and be successful um, and, and reach well, whatever their goals are? Certainly starting out in the new year, I think we're all coming off of the um, holiday binge period. So trying to remind everybody not to swing too hard back in the other direction, because if you go and you have these crazy goals that you're just really ready to shoot yourself over everything that's gone over over the holidays, you're probably going to burn yourself out too quickly. So the first one to start with is not to try and bite off more than you can chew, Mm. literally. And, and what does that normally look like when, when you see people coming in with goals for you? Like, what are the goals that are too big when, they, when they're starting out? So let's say, depending on, I, I would assume that you're talking more about people who are probably already active with exercise. So if that's the case, let's say you've put on maybe a couple extra pounds. Maybe your pants don't fit quite as well. It is not really. the time right now. It is, <laughs> Shut up, Brandon. <laughs> it is not the time right now to go in and say you want to take yourself from a normal exerciser to supermodel weight. That's just too much because you're going to go in and you're going to do too much too soon, too fast, which actually, as most of us will probably understand, if you work out too much, that is a very real thing that will shoot you back in the other direction and it's actually extremely unhealthy. Mm. So going in, what I tell most people to do at this time of year is set what we call smart goals. And those are small, measurable, attainable, realistic and timely goals. That's a lot, lot of work. Oh, so you what got a little a- acronym okay. here. Say that again. They are smart, measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely goals. So if you just break those down in your mind, obviously the smart goal. Pick something that's easy. Like, I want to lose two pounds. That's something that you can not only wrap your head around, but it's something that isn't like we were just talking about, a lofty goal of losing 20 by the end of January. That's just not going to happen. Measurable, same boat. Anything that you can go in and say, okay, well, here's where I'm at right now, and in two weeks I want to be here. So it gives you a nice little goal to look forward to. Attainable, back what this whole conversation is about, something that you can actually realistically do with the time that you have and the equipment and space that you have to do it in. Realistic, same boat, that one's pretty straightforward. And timely is probably the most important because – 
what we're really working with here are a bunch of people who are going to go in and we're all excited about fitness and fun right now, but the real world's going to come crashing back down here in the next couple of weeks. And we don't want fall off the wagon February to happen to all of our friends and relatives. Fall off the wagon February. Yeah. So, so is that, I was going to ask you when it tapers, when you like you say you don't make these smart goals and you do lose steam as most people do. When does that start to happen? Is it, is it, is it literally February or does it taper it off into March? It is literally February. I mean, it's just because, like we're talking about, most people come in and it's just too much too fast. So when that happens, you get overwhelmed, then you start taking off in terms of what you've put aside so that you can go work out instead of work. Even worse, um, because it is typically a little colder in January and February, if you run your system down too much and you get sick, then you get behind in work, and then the gym is the first thing to go because you can always make an excuse to not work out. It's interesting because I've always heard, uh, I remember hearing on Good Morning America years and years ago, that like around January 20th or 21st is where most people have fallen off of their New Year's resolutions. <laughs> oh, that's late. Yeah. That's I've, late. I, I, I've heard that, and I always remember that, and I'm always like, oh, if you could just make it a little bit past that, maybe you can keep it. So, Brandon, you are your private coach, your celebrity trainer. You're located here in L.A., but you also, you've... You founded the Mills Method, and you split your time between L.A. and Las Vegas, where you're partnered with The Ride. Are, what are the visual red flags? If you see somebody coming into the gym, and you can obviously tell it's their first time. Like, are there, they're like never worn sneakers. They're in a brand new, like way too matching outfit. They're like chugging a milkshake before they get on the bike. What are your visual red flags that you see every year? Anybody who's going to come in and they're going to like take over a space. So let's just say if you're going into a gym, it's going to be crowded. So you need to have some spatial awareness of possibly the extra space that you're occupying as a human going into that gym right now. That's the first big red mm-hmm. flag. The second one, um, I'm all for the matching gym outfit, by the way, if I can throw that in there. Same. But um, if they're coming in and they've got their headbands on, their weight straps on, <laughs> all the you know all the things, and I'm not going to call it out because I love my CrossFitters, but if somebody walks into a normal gym and they look like they're about to walk in for a CrossFit training program, uh-huh. that's probably that's probably another one who needs to take a breath and take a little <laughs> step back. Yeah. And the last thing I would probably say to everybody who's listening is the most important one that I say to all of my clients, friends, family, and relatives. Um, just remember that this is pretty much taking it as an 80-20 rule. Do what you know you should 80% of the time. That includes the gym, work, food, all of it. And then 20% of the time, do what makes you happy. Because if you remove joy from this wonderful, wonderful new year, as we're all hoping it's going to be, you're going to fall off every single wagon, and that is not what we want to do. Well, yeah. Brandon, that's Thank really, really so great much. advice. Yeah. I love that. Yes, it's smart, meaning smart, measurable, attainable, realistic, timely goals. Brandon, tell people where they can find out more information about you and your work. If y'all want to find any more about me, you can find me on Instagram at The Mills Method or just the same way on the interwebs at themillsmethod.com. Fantastic. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, we've got more. Don't go anywhere. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. We are back. And um, I love these goals that we got from Brandon Mills. Um, 
as far as being able to maintain your New Year's resolutions. Um, if you guys missed that, you can check it out on the podcast. Anywhere you get your podcast, you're going to drop the subject and uh, and get the episode. But he told us that it's important that our goals are SMART, and that's an acronym. The first one, make sure that they're SMART, make sure they're measurable, attainable, realistic, and timely. Um, a really great chat that we had with Brandon Mills, so shout out to him. Thank you for that. Yeah, because, you know, chances are you've made a gym membership purchase in the past couple of weeks, and we don't want you to waste your money, because Listen. a lot of those contracts are pretty stiff. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. You know, you got to get out of them. You got to pay a cancellation fee and all it's that It's like an crap. apartment. Yeah. Mine is like, like I signed a lease. <laughs> you had to put down a pet deposit, even if you don't have a pet. Exactly. I had to put my, my pet's foot. A sweat deposit. It's in a bag, so... <laughs> Um, I, I'm just saying that's what they wanted. I don't make the rules. I'm just saying. I don't make the rules. Listen. Hey, you know what? The other option is just to con- let it continue and then still not go to the gym. You oh. know, like you just, I know people who still have their gym membership and they just never go. Well, speaking of keeping the membership, but getting rid of everything, Marianne Williamson. My girl. See what I did there? <laughs> uh, this headline coming from CNBC is an interesting one. And I feel like she's doing this for you, Allie. It says Marianne Williamson stays in presidential race after firing her entire 2020 campaign staff. I think I'm the only person on the email list still. And, and you unsubscribed. She's doing. Yes, I have unsubscribed many times and she's still emailing me. And you know what? I do think it's time, Marianne. It's, you know, you had a great run. I, I think a lot of people didn't think you were going to get this far. It's I'm time sorry. to take the vision board down. But the comment from her is even better. I just, <laughs> I'm not laughing. I'm that was a cough. Um, Are you talking about how her saying, it's amazing what you could do with volunteers? Yes. <laughs> uh, it says she, was... wrote, she wrote this in a statement late Thursday, which came hours after various reports said that she had fired her old staff. <laughs> Williamson's for I'm not laughing. I have a cold. Hey, volunteers are pretty cool, Jared. No, they are. They're very important. Um, it says, Williamson, you're volunteering, aren't you? No, I'm not. But I, I was thinking you're in my a, head, I'm not volunteering. You're a Marianne Williamson volunteer. Okay. I am not You're helping volunteer. her with her media strategy, I'm not you? stuffing her envelopes. Is that a lesbian thing? I think so. Okay. Uh, They said Williamson's former campaign manager, Patricia Ewing, and former New Hampshire uh, state director, Paul Hodes, confirmed the layoffs, uh, but... But you know what else she said? They said at its height, the, the staff boasted 45 staff members in four states, um, and they've had no staffers <laughs> since Tuesday. So they went from 40... Five to zero. Well, to be fair, Donald Trump ran his campaign, and this always sounds like a joke, but it's not a joke. Um, They said that his campaign ran with a staff smaller than a Chipotle. Like smaller than a Chipotle burrito or like a, a Chipotle, Chipotle establishment. A Chipotle establishment, like <laughs> fuller than the full staff of a Chipotle. I remember uh, them saying that at one point. Like he had such a s- small staff of people, it was ridiculous for the yeah. cost of uh, extra guac. <sighs> Just, uh, uh, she extra also guac. said, "I've had a wonderful team, and I'm deeply grateful for their energy and talents. But as of today, we cannot afford a traditional campaign staff." And I'm not suspending my candidacy. However, a campaign not having a huge war chest should not be what determines its fate. Well, sweetie, (laughs) here's the thing. (laughs) I love that she's grateful mostly for their energy. Listen, she's got to be grateful (laughs) for something because it sure ain't going to be the money. Uh, Let me tell you, I think Elizabeth Elizabeth Warren, I think Marion Williamson is great. I think she has some really valuable perspectives um, and things to bring to the conversation. Don't think that she's going to be a valuable candidate, but I think at this rate, she might end up on the ballot in Iowa when the caucus comes, which... (laughs) 
will be even more embarrassing. Hey, you never know what's going to happen. I do feel bad for her, though, because I know that she has been writing this in her intention letters. I know that she's been asking the pendulum. I know that she's been placing her crystals strategically around the house to make this presidency happen. Listen, and all I'm the woo-woo you need. She, yeah, I'm just sad, Marianne, that your woo-woo ain't working. Um, but I'll, we'll say a little hey, something in circle for you. Cut to her winning the Iowa caucus and having a laugh. Drop the subject. The new Channel Q. Drop the subject is almost over. Almost time to land this plane. However, Ali's got something that we haven't had in a little while. It's time for the gayest news headlines of the week. Yeah, I know. I realize that it's been a while since we've done this. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it was Friday and I was prepping for the show and I was like, I feel like I'm forgetting something. And then I was like, oh my God, gayest news headline. We haven't done this in forever. So here is your very first 2020 gayest news headline of the week. I will give you four nominations and then you vote on what the gayest news headline of the week is. Here's your first nominee. Headline number one, Clayton Biglow wins bareback riding world title. I mean, how do you get better than that? It's got to be that one. All right. Uh, Coldplay pauses touring until concerts are environmentally beneficial. Jesus. Are they lesbians now? (laughs) I mean... That's my vote. Headline number three. Hybrid launches world t- world's tallest scissor. <laughs> Anything then, with the word scissor in it. Finally, works, yeah. headline number four. Hellebuck rocked as Leafs hammer jets in wide open affair. I don't even know what half of those words mean. But it all of them sounded gay. Yeah, all right. Hellebuck rocked as Leafs hammer jets in wide open affair. I think that's sports related, but sounds super gay. I think it's the bareback one that's going to take the title this week. Well, we'll see. Emmy's like, happy happy endings endings now. Yes. All right. I have a happy ending that has a period on it. Thank you very much. All right. Do you want me to go first or do you want to go? You go ahead. It may be kind of weird that I'm going to have to have a forced vegan meal when I go to the Golden Globes on Sunday night, but look at the bright side. I'm not actually going to the Golden Globes on Sunday, so I can have whatever the hell I want. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly yeah. That is a benefit to not going to the yes. Golden Globes. You can sit and eat popcorn and watch them all. Mm. Here's and my... meat, like a steak. And eat, they can't yes, and eat prime rib while yeah. watching all the sad vegans. Uh-huh. All right, here's my happy ending. Jarrett, you may have lost the game earlier today. How dare you? Coachella <laughs> or Gaychella. Get out of here. But you know what the good thing is? The next time we play a game together... You can be smart with your goals. Oh, I see what you're doing. And when you play the game, it's all about being smart, measured. What is it? (laughs) You can't even (laughs) even know what it is. Realistic and timely. Thanks a lot, Brandon. That's what makes a winner. Yeah, yeah, whatever. So it's just that's a little silver lining for you. Yeah. Take that into your next game, and maybe you'll win. For the record, mine was better. Emmy, (laughs) (laughs) Emmy, uh, what's your situation? What's your happy ending? Oh God. Avril, do you actually have one or no? I did, but then I kind of realized it's kind of dark. I wish people could see the look on your face, yeah. the moment of realization. Uh, well, this is... I might just say it, but go for it. I, I hope you guys have a good sense of humor out there listening. Don't come for me. Oh no, there's a lot of setup here. <laughs> well, you know, this is perfect because the person who suggested you do this said that you have to. Emmy has to play the Avril Lavigne song and then say whatever. What was it? Cynical, zenial thing. Sour. What you got for us? Because we're exactly. over time. Well, Trump may have screwed us with Uh-oh. all of this war stuff. Uh huh. But if it continues to get exponentially worse. None of us will even have to lose our New Year's weight. Oh, my oh no. God. <laughs> you know? 
Internet's true. Into the void we go. Because our souls will be in heaven. What an exciting way to go into the weekend. (laughs) I'm sorry, Mom. Hey, I think that that is a solid happy ending. Thank you very much. That is a solid happy ending. Emmy, we're landing this plane because we've got music to play. Thank you so much for being here. Happy New Year to all of you. We hope that the, the year ahead treats you incredibly kindly. Allie, get some rest over the weekend because we have a full week next week. We do, yes. We have a whole new set of live shows. We have a five-day week. What are we going to (laughs) do? We'll see you Uh, next week.